the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDIZ Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. There are at least 22 fatalities in the collapse of a bridge on a major highway linking Italy and France. The span's failure in a violent storm sent vehicles plunging Almost 300 feet. Dramatic pictures from Genoa show that an entire section of the A10 motorway over a viaduct has collapsed. The missing section appears to be several dozen metres long. The toll roads was built in the 1960s and was restructured two years ago. Italy's transport minister says that its partial collapse appears to be an immense tragedy. That's the BBC's James Reynolds. A man in his 20s is in custody following this morning's apparent terror attack in the heart of London... A car slammed into security barriers outside Parliament, striking and injuring several pedestrians. On Wall Street, the Dow is up 52 points, and this is SRN News. August is National Children's Eye Health and Safety Month. Eye injuries are a leading cause of vision loss in kids, with about 42,000 sports-related eye injuries occurring each year. Remember to provide your child with proper protective eyewear for their sports or recreational activities. Learn more at sites like friendsforsight.org or yoursightmatters.com. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. It's a Tuesday, just past 9 o'clock. That means it's time for Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black. You can always be part of the show. You can learn more about the program and find the podcast page, too at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. I'm Lee Michaels from the Eagle Wellness Studios today. That updated forecast, partly cloudy skies in 82, could see a scattered storm pop up, but otherwise partly cloudy 61 tonight, then some sunshine and 78 tomorrow. Giving your computer problems the boot, Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need more hair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need more hair.com. Hi, it's John Wichko, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. Advantage is having a great year, and I'd like to thank everyone who's taken advantage of our service. And if you chose to wait for drier roads and warmer weather, they're here. Now is the time to get that cracked windshield taken care of. You've been staring at it day after day. Why wait any longer? Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. 
Advantage will come to your home or work, anywhere in the metro, where a local, family-owned company and a preferred shopper, all major insurance companies. That means you'll get personalized service, and we do all the billing, all backed by a lifetime warranty. All you do is call Advantage first, and we'll take care of everything. So call us today at 952-423-6396, or visit us on the web at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management are you sick and tired of being sick and tired if you want to be inspired get help in becoming all you can be the time is now for like it matters radio with your host mr scott v black Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we are live. I say it again, we are live. 651-289-4466. Again, that's 651-289-4466. If you want to be part of the show And I would specifically like to open up to anybody that spent uh, the last week in Sturgis, South Dakota with me. I would love for you to chime in because today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be talking about Lessons from Sturgis 2018. Lessons from Sturgis 2018. You know, I am blessed. I spent the week last week out uh, out in Sturgis uh, basically serving. You know, humbling myself, getting on my knees, drying and washing bikes, getting on my knees, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, polishing boots, getting on my knees, humbling myself before God and before man. Uh, And I always like to do that. I love to go on mission trips. I love to go on uh, trips where I can uh, get outside myself. And life is a classroom. It's always a classroom. And uh, are you willing to learn? You know, when Christ walked this planet, he said, those that have eyes to see, see. Those that have ears to hear, hear. You know, you have eyes, are you using them? Are you aware of what's going on around you? You have ears, are you using them? Are you aware of what's going on around you? You have a, a sense of self, you have this place called the now moment. Are you aware of what's going on around you? It's so critical because most people are totally unaware. You know, we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. Even for a self-actualized person, I've heard the figure as high as 10 to 12%. So majority of our life is unconscious. And one thing I've learned over the years, as, uh, as deep as I go with people, most people are deaf, numb, and blind. They're deaf, numb, and blind. People look, but they're so busy judging, they truly don't see people. People uh, can, can hear, the tympanic membrane vibrates, and people's uh, signals are turned into words in their head, but they don't listen well. And right, right now you're all touching something, a, a book, a hand, a steering wheel. But let's be honest, most people stop feeling anything but bitterness uh, and resentment and anger. And so if you're willing to learn, there's lessons all around us. Life is but one big classroom. That's why, you know, majority of what I watch is animated features, you know, cartoons, because I have kids. Uh, And I love all the lessons uh, there are in kids. And I always say the truth is the truth no matter where it comes from, even if it's from a made-up cartoon character. Like the famous uh, philosopher Yoda, there is no try, either do or do not. Now, we all know that Yoda was made up. We all get that. But boy, that's a powerful bit of truth. The truth is the truth no matter where it comes from. Alice is in Looking Glass. I'm watching Alice in Wonderland, and Alice comes to a fork in the road. And all of a sudden, she stops, and out of nowhere, El Gato appears, you know, the Cheshire Cat. And Alice asks the cat a simple question, which one of these roads do I take? And the cat responded Socratically with the question, where are you going? And Alice said, I don't know. And in these wise words from a talking cat, then any road will take you there. I had to do a rewind on that one. When you don't know where you're going, then any road will take you there. And so it's about your willingness to see the truth, to see the truth. And today, you know, the truth will set you free. I think it was Jesus that said that, but it was Charles Garfield that said, uh, but first it's going to make you miserable. So today we're going to cover lessons from Sturgis. And I want you to know some of these lessons I learned are going to be offensive to people. Get over yourself. 
So let me start off and say I'm going to be equally offensive today. And so I'll start off with a little joke, the balloonist and the fisherman. A woman in a hot air balloon realized she was lost. She lowered her altitude and spotted a man in a boat below. She shouted to him, excuse me, can you help me? I promised a friend I would meet him an hour ago, but I don't know where I am. The man consulted his portable GPS and replied, you're in a hot air balloon, approximately 30 feet above a ground elevation of 2,346 feet above sea level. You are at 31 degrees, 14.97 minutes north latitude, and 100 degrees, 49.09 minutes west longitude. She rolled her eyes and said, you must be a Republican. I am, replied the man. How'd you know? Well, answered the balloonist, everything you told me is technically correct, but I have no idea what to do with your information, and I'm still lost. Frankly, you've not been much help to me. The man smiled and responded, you must be a Democrat. I am, replied the balloonist. How did you know that? Well, said the man, you don't know where you are or where you're going. You've risen to where you are due to a large quantity of hot air. You made a promise that you have no idea how to keep, and you expect me to solve your problem. You're in exactly the same position you were in before we met, but somehow now it's my fault. <laughs> so I thought I would equally offend, you know, Ken Johnson's out there rolling as I said, oh, don't talk politics. I did it. I'm, I'm going to be like Amorosa today. I'm going to equally offend both sides. I'm going to be like uh, uh, Jim Comey. One side hate him while the other side loved him. Now one side hates him while the other side loves him, you know? So I'll be like the same thing. So today I'm going to talk about lessons I learned from Sturgis 2018. I got to be honest with you. The first one is so big that uh, I'm going to do an entire show about it tomorrow. And that show is going to be called Why Are You So Offended? Because the number one thing I learned, and there's going to be seven things I share with you today, the number one thing I learned is not to be so easily offended. There was this guy uh, that was at the car wash. Uh, he was being served, waited on. His name was Rooster. And Rooster was not a nice guy. I could see it. Uh, I was washing bikes, but could see what was going on. He was, he was agitated. He was bitter. He wanted nothing to do with anybody washing his bike. Uh, he was mean. He could see it. Uh, he wanted nothing to do with any prayer or anything else. He just wanted his bike washed. And I kept seeing this unfolding and so mean. Uh, he went up to two of the people working their butts off on his bike for free, you know, doing all this for free. And he said really callously, you know, I charge for a waiting period. I charge for a waiting period. Like meaning that they were taking too long and that he was going to charge them since we didn't charge them him. I mean, just uh, easily offended. And so I was reading this article. We live in an easily offended world. It says, crash on Interstate 5 in California leads to fight. Two drivers dying, police say. A traffic collision on Interstate 5 in Northern California early Sunday escalated into a fight between two drivers that led to the deaths of both men. California Highway Patrol told Fox 40 the incident happened at 3.44 a.m. on the highway's northbound lanes near the Del Paso Road exit about 10 miles north of downtown Sacramento when the drivers collided and drove near the exit where they began to fight. During the altercation, one of the men pulled out a blunt object and beat the other man while in one of the highway traffic lanes, killing him. Fights on the freeway are very common, by the way, I heard. It happens all the time, but usually not in the middle of the road. After the fight, the suspect walked away in the middle of Interstate 5, where he was then struck and killed by another vehicle. The driver of the vehicle stayed at the scene and was cooperating with investigators. It's stunning. It's stunning. They got so mad. How about this one? Boston area mayor boycotts Sam Adams after founder praises Trump. It may be beer time somewhere, but you won't see one Boston area mayor sipping on a Massachusetts staple anytime soon. The mayor of Somerville, Massachusetts, Joseph Curtitone, is boycotting Sam Adams after co-founder Jim Koch, or Koch, K-O-C-H, praised President Trump's tax cut plan at a dinner in New Jersey last week, saying it allows his Boston beer company to compete with foreign breweries. Apparently, that was enough uh, for Curtitone to abstain from sipping a brew from one of America's largest microbreweries. Curtitone tweeted on Sunday he will never drink Sam Adams ever again. The, tweet, the mayor also tweeted that we need to hold those complicit profiteers of Trump's white nationalist agenda accountable and ask Koch whether he bought, brought up immigration policy. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to quit being so easily offended. 
We're so offended, so turned off. People can't think differently. People can't speak differently. And boy, I know that there's a good book book out there that says strife. Where there's strife is present, there's the foundation for all other sins. Boy, we don't need a vision in this country. We got to beg division. We need to get people so turned off, turned back on, and quit being so easily offended. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about lessons from Sturgis 2018. And the first one is, don't be so easily offended. Be right back. Listen to the impact of Leadership Awakening on Pastor Don Delich. Leadership Awakening is a very unique and dynamic 46 hours packed with energy, enthusiasm, and challenges. It has taught me to maximize my opportunities. My goal is to be the best that I can be for Jesus Christ and to inspire others to commit their entire bodies, souls, minds, and spirits to God's calling for them. My priorities are to serve the Lord first, my wife next, then my family, followed by all others who connect with me. Leadership Awakening provides tools to enable us to focus our skills and to love blessing many lives. Please consider Leadership Awakening. To check out the dates and locations of upcoming Leadership Awakenings, go to likeitmatters.net slash events. That's likeitmatters.net slash events. Hey, welcome to our show. Hey, and we got some news. Premier Pool and Spa is having a truckload sale. Does that mean there's just one or two of them are on sale? Because that's all that fits in my truck, eh? Did uh, you just fall off a truck? Yeah, that's why I talk like this, eh? No, that means that all the hot tubs and swim spas in the inventory are all on sale, plus the next two truckloads, and they're all on sale. And if they don't have what you want, they can build exactly what you're looking for, and it'll be on sale too, eh? Well, shouldn't you wait for all the summer fair sales? Because everyone says that's the best time of year to buy, eh? Hey, remember the people have to pay to have a booth at the fair and then when you look at the deals it includes that cost in there so it's not really a deal so why wait till another time when the deals now are just as hot as the weather buy now and get what you want when you want it at this big truckload sale visit premier pool and chan essen today premierpools.com premier pool and spa where we take fun seriously eh take off if listening to mr black on like it matters radio is not enough if you need more of him Here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And man, I'm starting to hear more and more people are listening to us on iTunes. Do you know if you go to iTunes, you can actually subscribe to Like It Matters Radio. And then I guess when we're done, they send it, uh, they have it right there in their uh Cache or whatever you call it, and you can listen to it in podcast form every single day. And please, if you do Facebook, like us on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash L-I-M radio. And for those that don't know, last week was my second year uh, that I went out to Sturgis. And uh, what we do, we go out there and we serve. We go out there and we humble ourselves. We go out there and we represent God's love for us. Uh, and we donate. We give of our time. We give uh, food and massage and small um, leather repair. And we wash the bikes. We dry the bikes. We we take pictures. And we do all this stuff. They can't tip us. They can't pay us. They can't assist us. All as a representation of a simile, if you will, of what God through to, did to us, for us, through his son, Jesus Christ. So whether you believe or not, it's a great way to humble yourself, whether you believe in the God of the Bible or not. 
it's a great way to serve. And so, uh, you know, uh, last year when I got back from Sturgis, there was a lot of different lessons I learned. And so this year, as I look back to the lessons I learned from Sturgis, I came up with seven lessons I learned. And the first one is to not be so easily offended. And this is such a big one, such a big one, that tomorrow I'm going to do an entire show on it. So I don't want to spend that much time today because it's really I, I just amazed. And by the way, I went with a group of about 75 people. I don't know any of these people personally. I know some of them as graduates, as friends, but they're from different areas across the country. I just kind of connected with this group. And the reason I brought this up is it's not just the, the broken, the fallen, the people that don't know God that are offended. It's everybody that's offended. You know, my passion is helping people. I believe that you see a need, you meet a need. And so here I am in, in Sturgis with a whole bunch of, quote, other believers, or I guess we're all supposed to be believers. And there's this one woman who's really hurting. You can tell she's struggling. She just got married a couple months ago. Uh, you can tell, though, there was a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. I saw her many times throughout the week uh, in the prayer room with the other people and just leaning in her hands, and she's sobbing, and they're holding her. Just to, I can tell this woman's really struggling, and her husband's a type of a counselor. And so, boy, it's really tough dealing with people who are counselors and who think they know it all, and they're already there. And, and insecurities, we all have insecurities. And so I'm in prayer, and uh, uh, the, one of the leaders comes up to me about 15 minutes. You know, we all pray for an hour at a time, and I'm 45 minutes into it, and he taps on my shoulder and says, this person left her husband. She, he, she's leaving, hitchhiking. She's left her husband, leaving the trip, and please pray for her. So I go right into the throne room, and I'm praying. I'm in tears, weeping. I'm begging God to bring her back. And so uh, I'm almost demanding God bring her back. So uh, I get done with my prayer time. I'm walking out of the, the, the church into the hallway, and right the door opens up, front door opens up, and here's this woman runs in, sobbing, crying, red-eyed. And so I just hug her right in the entryway there. And we probably hold each other for 10, 15 minutes. And at that moment, I feel God speaking to me to speak to her. So I'm, I'm just encouraging her and tell her I get it. I understand. I can see more. She has a lot of trauma, a lot of drama, probably a lot of molestation, abuse, probably of sexual nature relating back to men and her father in childhood. I just deal with it all the time. And so I'm seeing that. And my heart's aching for this woman because I know I can help her. It's what I do. And so I said, listen, I, I got a gift for you. You can't pay me anything. It's a $2,000 gift. I can help you with this. We can clean this up in two days. This pain that you've been experiencing for 30, 40 years, whatever it is, we can get rid of it. So she was so appreciative. I wanted to give her hope. And we're, we're like talking and holding each other for like 15 minutes in this open walkway. And so I'm thinking this great stuff, and I'm going to give to her. I'm going to pour into her. It's going to cost me probably 500 600 bucks, but I want to help this person because she's in pain. And so yesterday, I got called up by the head of the, uh, of the, the uh, ministry, and basically, in a loving way, he chewed my butt out, said I was wrong, said I'm promoting my business, said I'm taking advantage of people, said uh, uh, I did it wrong, I didn't check with her husband first. And it was so weird, because this guy who I'm wanting to help his wife uh, basically left me a message when I left on uh, Friday saying, well, I don't know if this is the right course that, you know, you're going to, she's really vulnerable right now. Kind of insinuating that I was going to take advantage of her or that I was going to, there's some ill-gotten reason for me helping her. And then when he called me and chewed my butt out, like, wow, really? Here I am. I gave nothing. It cost me 600 bucks. I'm giving the one thing I have. You know, when Peter and Paul were outside the uh, the temple and, and the, the poor man was begging for alms. Peter and Paul said, I don't have any money, silver and gold. I have none of, but what I have, you have, you can have. And that's what I always believe. You see a need, you meet a need. So here I was, a purest intention, putting myself out there, helping someone hurting, get nothing in return. Matter of fact, it cost me a thousand dollars and I was the wrong one. I was the one out of line. I was the one taking advantage. I was the one that was somehow self-promoting myself. I was, and you know, the weird thing is I, I get this converse, phone call that says, I'm getting ready to do my radio show and about being offended. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, here I am getting offended. And I had to talk myself out of being offended. I had to say, you know, I get it. You know, he's insecure in his relationship. I mean, there's probably a pretty active sexual past there. And so he's insecure. He's got some jealousy. I get it. I'm a man. Uh, you know, but I, I, I could put it all together and talk my down, self down from being offended by it. But it was hard when someone wants to do something good, no evil intent, pure of heart, and then they get attacked. 
for having uh, uh, improper motives. They get attacked for not doing it the right way. It's amazing how we get so wrapped up in religion. And those people who promote everything but religion, uh, when it suits them well, get wrapped up back in religion. You have to say a prayer this way. You have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. If you want to be freed from this, you've got to do, say, these 16 words this way exactly. And yet that same person will then criticize someone else doing that, saying that's religion. See, we all fall short. We all are flawed. We all make mistakes. That's why we got to quit being so easily offended. And that's why I did an entire show tomorrow. you got to tune in to likeitmatters.net. I'm sorry, likeitmattersradio.com to listen to this radio show tomorrow because the entire thing's on why so easily offended. So, number two, lessons I learned from Sturgis. Life is an undulating line. In other words, there's peaks and valleys. And I always prove my point by saying if you went into a hospital or a quick care center and you said that you were having chest pains, they would put you up to an electrocardiogram machine and you want to see the rise and the fall, the systolic and diastolic. That's what life is as peaks and valleys, as peaks and troughs. And why does this matter? Because, boy, that week in Sturgis, I was on such an emotional high. It was incredible, serving God. Nothing else mattered but being 100% in God. I was in prayer for two different one-hour time frames throughout the night. I mean, we all slept together. We ate together. Uh, we served together. It was incredible. And then come home and just this crash. Feel like the world's against me. Crash. Feel like this separation anxiety. Crash. And then the guy who I respect, the guy who I look up to, the guy who I just poured myself out, donated, then criticizes me for being self-building uh, up, for wanting to promote my business. Wanted. Oh my gosh, I got three people from my time in in Sturgis that I'm going to be giving class to. Cost me about six to seven hundred dollars a person, so it cost me over two thousand dollars. These people will resist me in class; they will fight me for the half first half of class. They'll think I'm El Diablo himself. And what do I get from that? Nothing, but just to know I live my purpose. I'm making an impact, and yet there are people out there that think I'm just self fulfilling. I'm just building myself up. It's all about me. I'm just looking to make money off people. That's not true at all. <laughs> but yet. No one responds to reality. What we respond to is our personal map of reality. And so what we got to realize is that when life, there's those peak experiences, the peak moments. We got to prepare for after that, a down, a low. And we got to understand that. And just like with some of us in the valley, the valley, there's value to it. You know, where does water gathers in the valley? Some of the most fertile places in the world are the valley. The San Joaquin Valley is one of the most fertile places in the world. So you got to realize that in the valleys where we gather water, in the valleys where we get prepared for the mountain of God, in the valley is where we learn. And so many people, you need to hear this, we cannot lose the lessons from the valley. We don't want to waste our desert experience. There is some great information in that valley. We want to do something with it. And so we want to be aware that um, it's really easy to focus on the highs. But the highs are wonderful. The highs are sweet. But the highs prepare us, they store us up, they, uh, they stock us up That for the hard times. We must remember the good times. And remember, when we're on the top of the mountain, this too shall pass. Because we're in the low times, we're in the valley, we've got to remember this too shall pass. And we must remember that life is an undulating line. It has peaks and it has valleys. And after those high points, there's going to be a little bit of a fall. We don't need, want to panic. We don't want to get, get worked up or wrapped up in it. It's just part of life. And so when we're in the low points, we need to get prepared uh, for what we're supposed to learn. What are the lessons from this valley? Instead of playing the victim, instead of feeling sorry for ourselves, we're in a low point. What can I learn from this? What message is God wanting to send me? What do I store up while I'm here in the valley? Because let's be honest. Most people have learned far more from their low points, from their mistakes, than from their high points. Most people, when they succeed, when they're on that mountaintop, they don't learn a lot. They enjoy it. They rest. They revel in their victory. Uh, They paid a high price to get up there. I'm not downplaying any of that. But one thing you know is what goes up must come down. And so you got to realize that when things are going back down, it's not bad, it's not terrible. That is part of life. 
And without those high points, we really wouldn't understand the struggles and low points. And without those low points, we really wouldn't appreciate the value of the high points. And so life is an undulating line. It has peaks and valleys. And I'm going to tell you what, you can tell a lot more about yourself in the valley than you can at the peak. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about lessons I learned from Sturgis in 2018. I'm talking about the lessons I learned from this past week serving bikers from all over the world in Sturgis, South Dakota. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll be right back in three minutes. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, September 13th through the 15th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer, with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. But we need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army, inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N.org. Pancan.org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today... We are talking about Lessons from Sturgis 2018. Man, had a great opportunity. Was spent a week in Sturgis with about 75 incredible human beings, just serving, just giving. Uh, and I don't know about you, but if I'm going to do something, I want to learn. Uh, I believe that we're all under construction. We're going to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. And if we don't learn the lessons that life has for us, we miss some great opportunities. And if there are lessons we must learn, then we have to do another lap in the desert of life. And I don't know about you, but a two-week journey that took 40 years tells me that some people just don't learn much. So uh, today we're talking about the lessons from Sturgis 2018. And it looks like uh, we got someone on the phone. Let's go to phone line, uh, number five. Let's go to Steve. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. How are you doing, Steve? Hey, I'm doing good, Scott. Hey, Anoka, is that where you from Anoka? I'm from Anoka. Yes, I, I am. 
I didn't even know that was a city, brother, until he says, uh, Steve from Anoka is on the phone. Well, I guess Anoka must be in Minneapolis, Minnesota somewhere. Hey, brother, so uh, how you doing? I'm doing great. And awesome. obviously you're doing well yourself. Hey, I am. I am. Hey, I just uh, appreciate your service out there. You know, I, I met Steve. Uh, he was there two years ago. I met him, a neat guy. Uh, last year, this past week, we just connected a little bit deeper and uh, just a neat man. Got a great wife, Beth. And uh, Steve, it is an honor to know you. Let me ask you, Steve, what do you think your biggest lesson? Uh, you donated your time for a week. You took your wife out there. You served. You gave. Uh, what do you think your biggest lesson from that trip was? Well, probably the biggest one would be if you stop for a minute in life, get out of the normal routine of everyday life, and you get rid of TV and media and radio and just spend time with God in prayer and do His work that He reveals Himself and supernatural ways that we typically don't see on our, in our everyday life. I know I went last year the first time and I was blown away by with the emotion of God humbling me last year as well as this year and just seeing him reveal some truth to me in ways that I never have in the past. Yeah. Uh, for example, God laid upon my heart a couple of different scripture verses on two different days that I shared with our group. And that same scripture verse was going to be talked about by the leader on the one day and then also by another pastor on the second day. So it was like a validation that what I was hearing uh, was correct or what I needed to hear and what other people needed to hear that day. Cause two of us in the group, had the same scripture revealed to us that day. So that was very powerful for me that I've never experienced before. So we get so wrapped up in hearing, you know, we're so connected on iTunes and iPhones and watching this and watching that, that we're so busy that we don't hear the quiet, still voice of God. And so separating yourself from all that, having that peace, really allows you to tune into that bigger voice, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. And uh, I mean, busyness, busyness of life is is always overwhelming at times to where it's hard to stay balanced with taking that time with God and and prayer and reading Scripture and doing His work. Yep. So, and it makes you better at everything. It makes you a better husband to that beautiful wife of yours, Beth. A better. Uh, father to your incredible kids, a better business owner. I mean, you own a construction company, right? You're a, uh, you built for people and it gives you the chance to listen and to be more attentive and to, to, to be a great leader that you've called to be, correct? Absolutely. Plus it convicts you of, you know, things that you might be sliding on in your work and you just, yep. uh, just realize that everything we do, we should be doing as a to the Lord, and there's times that I've failed in that area, and it, so it's it's a wake-up call. So. Yep. Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, do it heartily unto the Lord, as if unto the Lord, not to man. That's exactly what you're talking about. If we're supposed to do everything like Amen. God's watching us. And if you don't believe in God, then whoever the most important person in your life, do everything that you do as if that person's looking over your shoulder, right? That's the key. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, the, the other the, Go ahead. the other big thing that I learned was just that, you know, me and you, we know, and a lot of your listeners know who the Lord is, but there's so many yeah. people out there who don't have a clue that they're on a highway going 90 miles an hour and the bridge is out three miles ahead. And it's our job, and many of us fail to do, but it's our job to at least send that warning out. And... Yeah. uh these bikers that came in, they're going through life not knowing that the road is out ahead of them. And they got a glimpse of uh, a warning sign when they came through that that bike wash. Amen. They seen, they seen God working in their lives, doing things for them that they don't really notice in life. 
but at that car wash, they seen him working, and he was also uh, brought up to them in prayer and to questions and how how they doing with their own life and have they asked God to be their Lord and Savior. So that was that was a fun thing too. Yeah, we get busy in our life. We get so wrapped up in everything. And speak of that, uh, hey, you own a construction company. What's uh, If they want to get a hold of you and take a look at what you do, what's your website address? Uh, it's Pineski Builders. At, well, yeah, Pineski Builders. Just type in Pineski Builders and you'll find me. How do you spell Pineski? So, Pine W. Ski. I knew that. I just want to make sure you told them that. <laughs> hey, brother. And Steve, I want you to know, man, I, I remember meeting you two years ago, and I felt the connection to you, and I didn't follow through on it. Uh, and this year, God brought you there again, and I felt another connection to you and you having your wife out there. I just want you to know, I think you're a good man. I don't care what your wife says about you. You're okay. And uh, I appreciate uh, getting to know you, brother, and I'm excited to see what God does as we move forward, okay? Hey, man, we'll see you next year out there. All right, buddy. God bless you, man. Bye, Scott. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that comes back to the third thing I learned out in Sturgis. And it reminded, because I've always known this, I teach this, but givers gain and takers lose. You know what was so neat? Going out there with a group of people that everybody was out there just giving, just giving of themselves. And that really is, comes down to the difference between success or significance. You know, there's only three places we can truly live our life. We can either be in survival we can either look for success or we can look for a significance. And significance always requires something from somebody else, always requires input from someone else. Matter of fact, John Maxwell posed the question, success or significance? And he says, are you adding value to yourself or others? He goes on to question, do you know the difference between success and significance? He says, I know a lot of people believe they are successful because they have everything they want. They have added value to themselves. But I believe significance comes when you add value to others, and you can't have true success without significance. I came to this conclusion while working on my book, Your Map for Success, in which I wanted to define success. I habitually file good quotes and stories I come across and then reference them when writing a book. In preparation for the book, I pulled out every quote I ever filed, 137 quotes to be exact on the topic of success. He says, I laid them out on the table and carefully thought through them. After six months, I came to understand that success is knowing your purpose in life, growing to your maximum potential, and sowing seeds that benefit others. The big question is, once you've learned something, do you have a heart to share it with others, or do you hold it for yourself? Success is indeed a journey, but if you stop at adding value to yourself, you miss the reward of significance. And that, ladies and gentlemen, really what this third lesson is all about. Givers gain and takers lose. You know, it's pretty selfish to give. It feels really good. And that's what Steve was talking about, to put away the trappings of life, to put away all the things that we're connected to, looking at emails and texts and news feeds and and Twitters and tweets and, and dings and dangs and all that stuff that's constantly going on, to put our phones down, to disconnect from the Internet, to not be wrapped up in who's texting us, who's calling us, who's posting on Facebook, who's doing this Twitter thing, and just to be in the now moment, to be used by God or to be used in a deeper purpose beyond yourself, man, that is sweet. It's delicious. It's intoxicating. The best word to describe sensation is crusade. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about lessons learned from Sturgis. And the fourth lesson I learned is that we have so much to learn outside of what we know. You know, we live in this comfort zone. And even those of us that have this big comfort zone, it's still comfortable. It's kind of like the old days where we used to believe the world was flat. And then some guy got in a boat. It's not the guy you're thinking of. It's a different guy. You should do the research. Got in a boat, and he went, and he went, and he went, and he went, and he went. And about a year later, he came back to where he was, the same place. And then he realized that the world was round and not flat. But back in those days, if you look at the known world, you'd see a map of antiquity, and you'd see the known world, and then beyond it, you'd see the sea serpent. And in Latin, it said there might be dragons. And see, that's what we get so stuck in our comfort zone, even if it's a big comfort zone, even if we're playing big, 
that sometimes we got to get outside of what we know. We got to put ourselves on the other side of the table. Instead of leading a class, we got to be in a class. Instead of being in a class, we got to lead a class. Instead of taking orders, we got to give orders. Instead of giving orders, we got to take orders. Instead of being the king of the, the hill, now we're the bottom of the hill. You know, when you change your perspective, you change your perception. And as leaders, we got to be constantly taking in more data. We got to be constantly changing our perspective so we can a bigger picture, a broader picture, so we have more information from the battlefield of life so we can function at a high level as the general that we're called to be. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about lessons from Sturgis 2018. Be back in three minutes. I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop. I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Go to likeitmatters.net to find out more about Leadership Awakening workshops. That's likeitmatters.net. Are you looking to change your cleaning service? Hi, this is Jessica Carter, and I'm the owner of CTC Professionals. We specialize in cleaning offices, car dealerships, and small businesses. One of the main things that makes us different is the fact that we are small, family-owned, and that enables us to offer affordable pricing. The first thing that I will do is meet with you, do a walkthrough of your facility, go over in detail what exactly you'd like done, and I ensure that it gets done at every cleaning. We use a detailed checklist, and we pay close attention to detail, and you're going to see that after each cleaning. So here's a no-risk offer for you. Try us free for one week. We'll clean your business, and then we'll ask you if you can tell the difference between what we do and your current cleaning company. No obligation, risk-free. We're CTC Professionals. We would love to clean your business. So call me today at 651-404-0132. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows, and I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio. Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And if you miss any of this radio show, all you got to do is go to likeitmattersradio.com. Probably in an hour or two, Trevor will have this up, posted, and then you'll have also four or five months of archived messages as well. Also, if you're listening on iHeartRadio, because nationwide, uh, internationally, you can listen to iHeartRadio. All you got to do is query Wellness Radio 1570, Wellness Radio. It's tied to our affiliate there in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And you will find us every Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, replayed 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, in AM 1570 in Minneapolis, St. Paul, you can listen to us right on your radio dial. Same times. And in St. Louis, we are honored to be a part of the 95.1 FM and 1260 AM the St. Louis Gospel Experience, Praise 95.1, and we are heard there every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. 
You know, my good friend Steve uh, Panuski, who called up uh, uh, about the trip in, in um, Sturgis, shared something that reminded me of a story. Uh, and I'm going to share the story. One day a woman named Louise fell asleep in her bed and dreamed a very frightful dream. She dreamed that someone in hell wrote a letter to her, and it was to be delivered to her by a messenger. The messenger passed between the lakes of hell and found his way to the door that would lead him to the outside world. Louise dreamed that the messenger walked to her house, came inside, and gently but firmly woke Louise up. He gave her the message, saying only a friend had written it to her from hell. Louise, in her dream, with the trembling hands, took the letter and read it. My friend, I stand in judgment now and feel that you're to blame somehow. On earth I walked with you day by day and never did you point the way. You knew the Lord in truth and glory, but never did you tell the story. My knowledge then was very dim. You could have led me safe to him. Though we lived together on the earth, you never told me of the second birth, and now I stand this day condemned because you failed to mention him. You taught me many things, that's true. I called you friend and trusted you, but I learn now that it's too late. You could have kept me from this fate. We walked by day and talked by night, and yet you showed me not the light. You let me live and love and die. You knew I'd never live on high. Yes, I called you a friend in life and trusted you through joy and strife, and yet on coming to the end, I cannot now call you my friend, Marcia. After reading the letter, Louisa woke. The dream was still so real in her mind, and sweat dropped from her body in pools. She swore she could still smell the acidic stench of brimstone and smoke from her room. As she contemplated the meaning of her dream, she realized that as a Christian, she felt in her duty to go out to all the world and preach the gospel. And she thought of that. She promised herself that the next day she would call Marcia and invite her to church with her. The next morning she called Marcia, and this was the conversation. Bill, is Marcia there? Louise, you don't know? No. Bill, know what? Marsha was killed last night in a car accident. I thought you knew. You know, ladies and gentlemen, planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. You know, the good book says that clearly there are two types of sins, meaning missing the mark, sins of omission and sins of commission. Things we should not have done, they miss the mark. And things we should have done. And by not doing them, we cost someone else a raise, a promotion, hope, growth, or eternity. By the way, that was from the book Revival, Fire, and Glory by Bob Shadows. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what Steve was talking about. And by the way, these just aren't the bikers and all that. These are the people that I went to ministry with. There are, we baptized people. We had people that had just accepted Christ not too long ago and walked out of marriages. We had people that we led to Christ over that week that uh, I'm staying in contact with them and are, are walking on the other side of the track already this week. And so we all fall short. We all make mistakes. But I want you to know, boy, someday you got to know who you are. Because someday you'll be stand before and be uh, whoever that authority is in your life and be accountable for your life. And so that's why we're called to learn the lessons that God puts in front of us, learn the lessons from our life. And today that's what we're talking about, lessons from Sturgis. First lesson is to not be so easily offended. Tune in tomorrow on entire shows on this one. Number two is to life is an undulating line. It has peaks and valleys. Enjoy the ride. Number three, givers gain and takers lose. It's selfish to give because it feels really good. Number four, there's so much to learn outside of what I know. There could be dragons, but there's also freedom. There's an opportunity to expand your basis of reality. Number five, it's good not to be king. You know, there's a funny movie I saw years ago by Mel Brooks called The History of the World. And in this, they're going through a certain time frame in the history of the world, and he's running around, and Mel Brooks is the king, and he'd go up behind women, he'd goose them, and he'd squeeze them, and he'd, today you can get away with that because it's uh, unbecoming of how you treat women. But he would always say it's good to be king. You know, we all have our little fiefdoms, our little kingdoms, where we call the shots, whether that's at home as a parent, whether that's in your ministry. Like Michael Bushilla, it's good to be king in his bike wash, you know, freebikewash.com. He's the king out there. And for me, when I'm in Like It Matters, doing my leadership training, I'm the king. But instead of saying it's good to be king, can I suggest it's good not to be king sometimes? 
It's good to reverse roles. It's good to put humble yourself, uh, to give empathy, to understand what it's like to not be the leader, to understand what it's like to not be the trainer, to understand what it's like to not be the teacher. That allows you to grow. It allows you to have empathy and understanding for other people when you are the trainer, when you are the teacher, when you are the leader. Remember, when you change your uh, location, you change your perspective. So number six of lessons I learned at Sturgis 2018, number six, it's a farming world. We are gardeners and plants. One of my favorite sitcoms is a sitcom called uh, Till Death. Uh, it has the, you know, the big brother on uh, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, what is it, Garrett? Whatever the guy's name is. I think it's Pat Garrett, whatever his name is. And just a funny show. And in this one show, it's an anniversary show. Their friends are celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary. And the guy says, you know, I've learned in life that in all relationships, there's a gardener and there's a flower. And the gardener's job is to take care of the flower. And the key to life is to figure out who's your flower or who's your gardener. I don't remember the exact thing. But it was a funny story because the man was the gardener, the woman was the flower. But in Garrett's situation, he was the flower and his wife was the gardener. And one thing I've learned is that we're just planting seeds. You know, I think it's 1 Corinthians 3. It talks about, you know, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. See, ladies and gentlemen, we're planting seeds. Do good. You never know. That seed of good that you do today might not sprout tomorrow, It might not sprout for a year. It might not sprout to the end of their life. But you got to get this. It's a farming world. And we are nothing but gardeners and plants. Other people pour into us. Other people water us at times. Other people prune us at times. Other people plant us at times, seed us. Other people help us with a harvest. And also, we do the same. We are planting. We are pruning. And that's our job. It's not about us. Rule number one about being a leader is get off yourself. It's not about us. It's about how we can be used, how we can be uh, in the hands of God, used to prune, to grow, to nurture. Remember, only God does the growth. Only God does the produce. But our job is to, when he allows us to be part of the process, to take advantage of the opportunity. And that's what our caller Steve was talking about, being part of the opportunity to be, be used by the hands of God. And so number seven, the seven things I learned from Sturgis is just a reminder again. A lot of these are reminders. And number seven is hurting people hurt people. Now, I can tell you, undoubtedly, the the guy I went on a mission trip with and him and his wife, and he was jealous and envious, and they got some marital problems. But boy, you know, here I am wanting to help his wife, and I could ease that pain. I could get rid of it in two days. But because of his insecurities, because of his um, jealousy, because of his own stuff, uh, that will probably never happen now. And so that woman's going to be continue to hurt because he's hurting, because he's insecure. Because it's sad, but it's, uh, it's his right. I mean, they're married. Uh, she connected his wagon to his wagon, so it's just the way it is. It's the authority. You've got to follow the authority. But it just reminded me of hurting people, hurting people. And by the way, you know what hurting people need? They need mercy and grace. They don't need to be tell how wrong they are. They don't need to be criticized. They need some loving. They need some acceptance. They need some understand. Mercy, let me define these two words for you, mercy and grace. Mercy is not giving someone what they deserve. You know, giving them kindness, giving them understanding, giving them a humble response versus a slap versus kicking them out versus walk out of them. That's what mercy is, not giving someone what they deserve. They deserve punishment. You don't give it to them. And grace is giving someone what they don't deserve, giving them the benefit of the doubt, giving them some understanding, because that's what leaders do. And so, ladies and gentlemen, give of yourself, because givers gain and takers lose. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. When I- 
found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366-7773 or check us out on the web prolifeacrossamerica.org Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political and tax deductible Hi, this is Scott Black host of Like It Matters Radio heard weekday mornings at 9 Three-star general Michael J. Flynn head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.